podcasting from the great state of Texas, home to cowboys, boots, and stars that are big and bright, comes a podcast host that sparkles wherever she goes. This is Gums and Gossip. She's the dental educator behind the mask and the hygienist with a lot of heart, ready to share her advice, her stories, and her special guests from the other side of the dental chair. And now, here's your host, Hope Lloyd. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Season 3 of Gums and Gossip Podcast. My name is Hope, and I'm excited to share my special guest, Christopher Williams, otherwise known as Chris Love, to the show. We have never met. However, I do feel a connection to him. He is a fellow registered dental hygienist. He's a leader and an entrepreneur, and I can't wait to hear him enlighten the airwaves with his journey of dental hygiene, his stories of life experience, and the rare male perspective of a female-dominated profession. So, welcome, Chris. Thank you so much, Hope. First of all, I want to tell you about your process. So to become a guest on the on this on your podcast. First of all, I love the way you built out and gave so much information to me as a guest. Like just say for instance I I didn't have any experience with an pod, with a podcast. Like you 100% prepare people to be a guest and I love that. I felt like I was getting like a um I don't know, like a VIP type of treatment and I love that. I think that was super awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. I think you are a VIP. I'm just a regular guy, but I appreciate that. So I want to let our guests know, like, let's get to know you and kind of get the basics out of the way, and then we'll kind of share some stories. And I know you have shared with multiple people how you've gotten started, but I kind of want my listeners to know, like, why you wanted to be a dental hygienist and how you got started and things like that, what you're passionate about. So if you can, and family and stuff, if you can kind of enlighten everybody where you come from. Absolutely, yes. So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I am originally born and raised in California. It's hard to say where I was raised because I lived in California for like the first 10 years of my life and then we moved to Seattle, Washington. And then from Washington, my mom moved us to Atlanta, Georgia. And I kind of been all over because after Atlanta, I, after high school, completing high school, because I went there in high school, my 11th grade year, I joined the military after high school and I became a security forces military police officer. And so this is like, I'm just giving you the beginning because it's, the journey is so interesting for me to get to dental hygiene right, and become a dental hygienist. After completing uh, four years in the military and doing one tour in Afghanistan, I ended up with a critical decision to make. Which direction do I want to take my life? Right. And at the time I was married and I had two kids and I've always been a firm believer in being a strong provider. So I didn't want to dilly dally around with trying to make a decision and waiting for the right time to do, maybe do this, maybe do that. Did research on different career fields that I was interested in. Um, so I had like wrote out a list. I got a whole YouTube video talking about this, but I'm giving you guys, you know, the, the walkthrough in a little bit different way than I do on the YouTube channel. I sat down and I knew that I had to make a decision and I wrote down different career fields that I was interested in. So vast and different, right? I had tattoo artists, 
I had actor, I had dentist, and I put dentist there because I always felt like your teeth were important, right? Because through my life, I always had a, I had a gap. You have nice teeth. Thank you. Thank you. I had a, a gap. I had a diastema between eight and nine, and I've always had that, right? But I've always hated it. And even when I talked to friends, family about it, they never had an issue with it. It was only me, right? But I always felt like I just wanted the perfect smile, you know, like a Hollywood type type smile, all my teeth together. So that that was how like dentistry got put on there because my insecurities with my teeth and my love for other people who had nice teeth. So I had the those these things on my uh, list and also animator. Like I wanted to be an animator for like Pixar or something, right? So I had this list written out and then I I wrote out all the steps that it would take to get to those career fields. How long it would take. What kind of money could I be expecting to make when I entered those career fields? And I was so torn and I couldn't make a decision. So I did what most people naturally do when they can't make decisions and they don't want to. They just want to maybe live vicariously, right? Just, just let me just, uh, I just need to take a break. So I started scrolling Facebook. <laughs> this is what people do, right? You start scrolling Facebook. So you can escape, escape for a second, right? Scroll. The first thing that popped up as soon as I clicked my application icon for Facebook was a girl I went to high school with dental hygiene license. Now, dental hygiene made it onto my list as a stepping stone to become a dentist. So when I saw that as the first thing, right? And I had never really seen too much of her posting before right? She wasn't like somebody I regularly seen posting. So I saw that. It was like a sign, right? It was a hundred percent like a sign to me. And I hate if this feels so, if it sounds so woo woo, you know what I'm saying? But this is, this is, this was my journey. Definitely. I believe you see things and I believe in different signs and I look for different signs. So I'm very spiritual as well. And I, I realize that people meet for different reasons. And I felt I don't I just felt a connection to you instantly. I just saw you on Instagram and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I feel I felt the energy just for a brief moment and I just knew we were supposed to meet." Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. You know somebody taught me a cool word about that. It's, it's kismet. You ever heard kismet before? That's a new word. Add that to your vocabulary. It's a beautiful word. It means meant to be. It's an Arabic word. So, these moments like this that are, you know, kismet right? Like you, you felt like this was meant to be. So that's how I felt about seeing that picture of her license. Right. And I was like, okay. All right. And my, and my mindset too, was to commit to something and see it through. Right. Because we can always, we can change our minds, right? We can start stuff and never finish. Right. But my mindset was like, I'm going to start. And when I start, I'm seeing it through no matter what. And then that opens the gates to the to the dental hygiene school journey. And it was no walk in the park. You hear me? It was not. I think people come in, they come into dental hygiene thinking that you're just going to just be there and clean teeth and go on your way. And they, they feel like there's not a lot of knowledge. But we actually, we have so much knowledge. The whole journey, since I've been telling you, I've been a hygienist 25 years. And so I I specialize in periodontics. I did periodontics for the you know over twenty years, and so I saved a lot of teeth. And hard on your body, it's hard on your mind. It's a lot of work, and I don't think people expect that. And then when you go through school, you start to learn that this is people think oh it's just for the money, and 
they just want to do that but yeah but you didn't have so you stepping stoned your dental hygiene you were in the military and then you got out right and which is awesome I think that's a good journey for a lot of people and I thank you obviously for your service I love the military my pleasure I actually have a podcast on Be All You Can Teeth, and it's a military <laughs> friend of mine. She is a sergeant, and so we talk dental stories from military. And I have, and then in this uh, season three, I've got several military guests. And so it's a huge network, and I obviously love what everybody does and to help protect our country. And I think it's very commemorable, so I appreciate it. I love your energy, Hope. I love it. So when you ended up going through dental hygiene school, you graduated from where? I graduated from Fortis College here in Smyrna, Georgia. So I went to a non-traditional college. Right? These are like, I went to a private college, like, or also known as a for-profit. That was an interesting experience. Hygiene school, for me, was difficult, not because of the, the knowledge. Basically, you know, you start to you start to develop a passion for saving people's teeth, right? Because when you come when you come into dental hygiene, you don't really know the value and like you were saying, the education that you get when you go through school. Our career field does deserve a lot more respect for what it is that we bring. And I think I honestly think this is the time that we need to really push that change. Because you're starting to see, uh, you know, the high demand right now, right? Like a lot of hygienists have retired or just not come back to the career field. And then you have hygienists who are still in who they're not sure that they want to be hygienists anymore. And it's, I think it has a lot to do with the value misconception for what hygienists bring to the table, right? We get paid well. That's obvious, right? We're not going to act like we're, you know, spoiled brats here and we, we don't make good money as hygienists. We do make good money as hygienists. But the money that we make and, and the value, first of all, we can make more money for the value that we really bring. I agree because there's a lot. Right. We're seeing that now because now hygienists are able, because of the shortage, are able to ask for what they actually should have been making before. We, yeah, we need, to, we need to usher that in because now's the time. Now's the time. We got new hygienists who are coming into the field. So us, you especially, you OG in the dental hygiene game, right? You educate, educate these, these newcomers on their value and what they bring. We got to push that. Just like, just like they were telling us in school. I wonder what they're saying this when you were in school, where they said, you do not accept anything below this amount. So I graduated from Texas Women's University, and it was, I have my Bachelor of Science degree in dental hygiene, and it was very competitive. I commend TWU for being so diverse. There was a lot of diversity, so I didn't know any different until you get out into the, the world. Cool, everybody was included. There was like every, it was really interesting. And at the time of TWU, not as much in the dental hygiene profession, there was a, there was a male that was in the class above me. So anyways, when, when I went there, it was like they had, because it was Texas Women's University, they didn't want men. This is funny saying. They didn't want men in the university. And so it was kind of like, I know this sounds like I'm 100 years old. <laughs> no, but this is good. This is good because this is the basis that built dental hygiene to what it is now, where it's female dominated, right? This was probably 
they were probably where you are more openly expressing it right and then and then in the, so you say you've been practicing for 25 years so it was 25 years ago where you know this is what makes now where you see people like me as male hygienists i still have to deal with you know the the mindset that this is a career field for women this is not really for men right and then you have men who are coming in even if, even though they see me as a male hygienist posting youtube videos and i'm inspiring them they still come to me and ask me stuff like is it possible for me to be hired as a man what are you talking about bro what are we talking about right now don't you see me right now you see this beard <laughs> like i'm a man right that lets you know right there that there is a belief pattern that's being spread because there would be no reason for somebody to think that they couldn't do something that they're seeing someone else do right now unless there was that right so we still have to fight it even though because and it started from that from that mindset you said that they they felt they didn't want men it wasn't that they didn't want a man in the program it was the university not wanting anybody who wasn't pursuing nursing they had some men but they had to take classes at a different university and then come for their nursing or dental hygiene or whatever to TWU. Oh, well, you know, that kind of sounds a little different now because you said it was Texas Women's University. So they were just creating a space for women, really. They were trying to give you guys an education for whatever principles, you know, are behind a school that wants to exclude men. It's more to focus and niche down on building the women. You have male universities and stuff, and women go to male universities. So. But do you think that the culture is like we don't want women, and they have to do extra different things, like go to other schools for certain classes? That's a little different. I, I think I started getting into the the mindset of people not wanting men to be in the profession or something. But you're just talking about you're talking about a women's university. Is just saying no, no, it's not like we're that. for women, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like no hate to you. We're just a niche university. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you ended up I guess getting out of school, you graduated, were you a little intimidated about going out into the world and actually saying, "Hey, I'm a hygienist?" or was it a proud moment and you're like, "I'm a hygienist. Everybody's going to want me." Yeah, that's a good question. So, when I was in school, I had those moments where I wasn't sure, right, about me being a man and doing this. And that really only started I mean, really only was an issue when I when we got our first patients. That was when it's it was, you know, that's when I had to deal with it. Prior to, you know, it was it was school, right? School like any other school. It was class, you know, and then when we got into the clinic and we were working on each other, these were people who I knew. They trusted me. They knew me. Right. They liked me. I was a class president. And, you know, so it, it wasn't I had no fear for that. But when we had our first patients, I was like, oh my God, okay. I do, I got a beard, I got tattoos. You know, I, I have military background, you know, I'm not really like the girls that I'm in class with, but I'm friendly, right? I'm nice. I think I, I, think I have a certain charm that people gravitate toward. So I, I don't think anybody would have a problem, but then I wasn't sure. Right. So I just but once I experienced the way patients reacted to me and they, my fears were and in, became invalidated, 
right? Like, oh, are my hands going to be too big? Is this and that? You know what I'm saying? All, all these things. It Once it became invalidated, I was in the clear. And I stepped into the profession as a graduate, like, proud. I'm a hygienist. Give me my white jacket. Put Give me my RDH. Where is it? Put the RDH back there. I'm ready. I was I was nervous about my <laughs> my interview only because I was thinking, have they ever had a male hygienist work for them before? <laughs> you know, but I'm going to come in here, be my normal self. If they want me, they, you know, they'll have me. But if they don't, then this is not the place for me. The Gums and Gossip podcast will be right back after a quick break from our sponsors. With Hope Lloyd. So do you still practice dental hygiene or are you more entrepreneurial right now? I don't practice anymore. Um, I am more on the entrepreneur side and intrapreneur side where I work with Driven Dental Marketing as the uh, head of business development. And I just took on uh, the sales department also. Is that something because of dental hygiene that, that you got involved with or is this something you could have done without being a hygienist? I 100% think that it was because of my journey. I wouldn't have, like, if I hadn't become a dental hygienist, I would never have met the people that I met. I would never, I probably wouldn't be applying to a dental marketing company. <laughs> like, you know, with the career choices that I put, that I told you guys that I put on that paper that I was deciding between, I wouldn't be working this if I hadn't become a dental hygienist. So I have, I'll enlighten you a little bit, I have two companies of my own. When COVID hit, um, you know, dental was, you know, non-essential and I'm a provider for my family. I'm single and I had to figure out what I needed to do and how I was going to do it and all that. So both our companies, I know your company, everything's dental related, you know, with with everything that I do as well. And um, obviously gums and gossip is my first one that I did and it's an you know obviously you're on here with the audio podcast where I interview cool people like you and and you know it's kind of like hanging with somebody or sitting in my dental office in the chair and just kind of laughing and having fun and then I I recently launched uh, serendipity it's an LLC and I partnered with a patient of mine and she's awesome, a professional and patient empathy-based education website. And we're waiting on approval to host CE classes. So I have all that going for me as well as doing dental hygiene. And um, somehow I threw in a travel agent. So I, I multitask. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the hustler mentality. You're an entrepreneur to the core. So you have Profi Kings as well. So explain to everybody about Profi Kings and kind of where it came from and all that. Profi Kings is the home for the male hygienist, and that's what I'm building it to be. It offers mentorship, promotes diversity, and also pride in dentistry and being a dental provider. So from Profi Kings, you know, we offer mentorship, uh, scholarships, unique opportunities, you know, to get special offers from companies that love that like our mission profi kings was 100 percent born from another part of the journey right so uh, i created a company a couple years ago where i was doing custom apparel right i was doing like t-shirts and pants wetsuits like all of that i acquired the client martel coke right so martel coke created 
Brown Girl RDH. And so when I, uh, she had an idea to create sweaters that she wanted to be released during the fall for all the Brown Girl members. And if you go on Brown Girl RDH and you see this, the infamous BAE sweater, right? Like that was something that was Martel's idea. She came to me with this concept and we created those sweaters and we developed a friendship. And her being a dental hygienist and me being a dental hygienist, you know, I was intertwined into what she was, um, what she had going on, right? And then it, it started kind of becoming like an honorary member, I guess, of Brown Girl RDH, right? So she was like, you're a brown girl too. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I am not a brown girl RDH, right? You need to, you need to create a component for guys called Brown Guy RDH or something like that, right? So we toyed around with that idea and then we co-founded Profi Kings. Co-founded meaning we created it together. It was a, it was a collect, collective effort to create this component for guys. It became more of a thing for me because she was so busy with Brown Girl RDH. And um, it became something that I, I, was, I started to become passionate about because I wanted to do more in dentistry and you know, create avenues and opportunities to coach and mentor because that's just who I am, right? It's just how I am. It just happened organically that this is how Profi Kings was created. And so it serves to give representation for men, right? Support because we need it too. You know, women, you guys get together, man, you guys get together. And when y'all get together, y'all get together. You hear me? Over anything, it can be girl bosses linking up, you know, a mom group, you know, you guys can, you guys will get together over anything, right? And so men, it's a little different. It's a little different with men, right? Men, we don't get together like, come on, y'all, you know, except, you know, you see, you see a, a, a test of manhood or something like that. Guys will get together for that, right? Sports, you know, battle, war, right? Like we'll get together for those things, but like to build each other up, we don't, it's not too common. That's what Pro V Kings is for. But we, we need that as men. We need to build each other up. We need to help each other, right? Get get to the next level. Whether it's you're a non-dental person now and you want to enter this career field, where's the guys at that's helping you, right? That's guiding you, that's cheering for you, you know? When you're down, especially when you got to be the leader of your family too and you're trying to break into this new thing, that's different. It's it's not common. It's not a lot of people doing it. Who's who's here to help you? Who's done it already? So is it is it just dental hygienist or is it dentist as well? It's really niche for the dental hygienist. I haven't created anything because you know how how the culture is, right? Dentists dentists are the owners, right? They're the they're the practice owners. So um, yeah, this is, it's just to put pride into, into dental hygiene. I think that we a hundred percent could coach dentists too. You know, we, we know a lot. We, we got dental hygienists who are, who own practices, right? But that's just not the, I'm not saying, that's not my mind. My mentality is not thinking that a dentist can't learn and can't be coached and guided from a dental hygienist. I a hundred percent believe that. I think that the mindset of any dental practice should be we can learn from each other because I've seen practices where the assistant is the most competent person to me business-wise and understanding the practice-wise than the hygienist and the dentist, right? And I've seen practices where the hygienist was 
the person who really should be in lead, right? for the practice. And then I've seen practices where the dentist is perfectly fit for their position as the owner and and the leader. So I think that the mindset should be that we can learn from each other, right? If there's if there's a way that this person wants to step or can step into a role and and push the practice forward because the goal is to be a successful practice at the end of the day, right? It doesn't matter the dentist doesn't have to be the person that is making it that, right? That's, and this is why they hire, this is why a dentist will hire a consultant to come in because they need help. They need help. They need somebody to help them get their business to where they want it to be. And I think that you can lean on your hygienist. And I think you can lean on your assistants to be that in the practice. A lot of them are qualified. You just have to trust. I think dental dentists really do have a lot to learn from their dental hygienist. And the dentist who actually respect their hygienist, knowing that these patients build this bond and this relationship more so with their hygienist a lot of times. So I do think they have a lot to learn. Exactly. You got to be able to recognize that. How to Be a Great Boss is actually a really good book. If you've never read it or any of the listeners, it's, it's a good book to read. As a boss, even if you're an employee and you have a boss, it's still good to read that because it'll help you learn how you can become a boss in your position. Did you ever, so have you worked with, you've worked with male and female dentists and and assistants and all that before, or have you been primarily the only man in the office? I have. I have had a ton of diversity when it comes to working environments. I've worked in a male practice, male-owned practice before. You know, we get get experience. When you temp, when you temp, you get experience, okay? Now, as far as being a, a full, full-time full worker in a practice or hygienist in a practice, that does matter because it's different. You know, when you come in as a temp, you're, you're, just, you're just here for the day. You're just passing by. You give, give vibes, give smiles, and go. You're the guest. They say that you're the guest hygienist. Exactly. You're the guest. So you get treated differently than if you were, like, in the practice. You get different experiences when you're, like, in the practice, and this is your practice that you work in. It's the culture that you're built into. So I've worked in a practice, mainly if always been owned by women. I've always had women dentists. I've worked with male associate dentists, but I've never worked in the practice where a male dentist owned the practice, which I think would, would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot more women dentists that have popped up, you know, because it was stereotypically a male-dominated profession to have the dentist be all that, but yeah, there's a lot more, I've worked for a lot more women, you know, I, I did predominantly work for a male dentist for periodontics for a long time, and several of those, but but yeah, the women are popping up left and right, so I think it's really cool. It is, it really is. Um, I told y'all, you know, women will, will gather for anything. They see they see a bunch of women become a dentist. Oh, okay. Okay, girl, we become a dentist. All right, here I come. I'm about to become one too. You never wanted to be a dentist. I mean, I know you said you had like that on your list and stuff, but it just kind of, you stopped, you know, obviously I stopped at dental hygiene because like you said, I just like teeth and gums. I didn't want to do any fillings. I didn't want to, it just didn't, I didn't like any of that kind of stuff. But so you were kind of the same way, huh? Yes, I wanted to become a dentist. I was super passionate about it. I really, really wanted to become a dentist for a couple reasons. One, I wanted to be, I, I really believe in legacy. I wanted to be the first doctor in my family. All right, that was my mindset. I wanted to be the first doctor to ever come out of my family. And then I'm a leader by nature. 
So I felt like I just wanted to continue rising to any higher leadership position that I can be in where I can fully own my life and like what it, you know, what it was going to be. Right. So because when you work as when you're an employee, you're subject to whoever your boss is. Right. Like what they want. What days are you off? You know, what days are you paid for? How much time and what is it that you're going to do when you give me your time? Right. Those this is what it means to be an employee and to work for someone. So in the process of me being in the military and coming into this career field. And so I've I've seen and I've been on both sides of the coin when it comes to being the person who follows and being the person who leads. And every place that I've ever been, I've always wanted to be the person who leads. There's a lot of trust that goes into whoever you hire, and that's a whole different topic too because, you know, there's people that really want to help you and to succeed, and then there's people who are just using it as a job. Becoming a dentist, for me, I through my process, I felt like I found that I just wanted to, to own my time, right? It didn't really matter what my position was because if I was a dentist and I still was wanting to to be on vacation when I wanted to be on vacation, make the kind of money I wanted to make, right? More more money than even what I made as a hygienist. I even, you know, you look at, you'll look at what you produce sometimes for a practice and you're like, and you're like, dang, I did this and I got this. Hmm. <laughs> this is, this is where, this is where the issues start coming in where, de- where hygienists don't feel like they're their value is, is, is respected and they want to leave the profession. They look for something else, start looking for something else. It took me 10 years to pay off my student loans. And I remember 10 years I paid my final payment and I'm like, wow, I'm officially a hygienist. And the burnout rate's like six to eight years. So technically, if I didn't wait that 10 years, I, I would have been still owing. Mm, man, I was fortunate that the military paid so I didn't have to. But but I know people are coming out of hygiene school with debt. You see the money that you that you're producing and then the money that you make. And it's not you. You may not feel like it's of equal proportions, like like a good proportion for what the value you bring. It makes you think. Right. So anyways, for me, I toyed around with why is it that I want to become a dentist? Like, what is my reason? What is the real reason? I think it would be fun to extract teeth. I really do. Like I. I would 100 if I went back and started over and I was and I just went straight into dental school, I would 100% go to be an oral surgeon so I could pull teeth. That would be fun to me. But you have to go through dental school first. That's the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I would I would go through dental school. Now, of course I'm saying if I went back. Right. And I went straight to dental school, I would I, that's what I would do just because I think it would be fun. So then my thing is like, okay, things are fun until they're not fun anymore, right? Like so if I go to school to become a dentist, do I really, 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 really want to do this, right? Because there's a ton of people who come into dentistry and they're like, I want to be a dental hygienist so bad. And then they get in here and then they're like, this ain't what I thought it was. Now now I got to now I gotta figure it out again. And so I found what my passion is, is I'm a creative and I'm an entrepreneur. I love, I love building businesses. I love helping people. I love connecting with people. And so why not? Just be creative and put out into the world what I want to see in the world, right? And really design my life the way I want it to be. And only do the things that I love. So that is what I'm passionate about. You know, I don't want to, I I don't think I would get the fulfillment of being a dentist and want to stay a dentist. I feel like I would get it and then 
I would still for be doing the stuff that I'm doing now. Like I would be trying to build a version of Profi Kings or, you know, but it would be for dentists now, you know, or something like that. Right. Or I would still have Profi Kings and this one for dentists and I would probably merge the two. And so then what am I, what did I become a dentist for? I can do all of that stuff without being a dentist. I can create businesses without being a dentist. I can be on podcasts and talk to awesome people like you. Aw, thank you. So I know you're a rare male dental hygienist. Are you so rare where you're right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. So you have kids? Yeah, I have three kids. I have two boys and a girl. Oldest, so 12 boy, nine girl, two boy. You have a ways of a provider, like you said, with with doing your career and everything. I will tell you, I'm being a single mom. I have two kids. I have a, a son who's 19 and he's in college, and then I have a daughter who is 16. And so I only have a couple more years, and I'm emptiness. So I'm kind of like, I'm happy, sad, but it's like a different journey and everything. But dental hygiene has kind of. Um, provided me with being able to be it's been a blessing because I've been able to be a single mom and work my schedule and help other people it's very rewarding for me and I can only imagine you know with all your journeys and different things and helping others uh, I'm sure it's been a good profession for you as well and like you said it's been a stepping stone so do you think your kids would you ever promote your kids becoming a dental hygienist you know I would I would support whatever they feel pulled to right I would I would just support it I wouldn't tell them I think it would be anything that your parents have ever done if you decide that you want to do it too I feel like they can guide you to really make the most of it if you decided to go that route Right? Like I wouldn't push it on them. I wouldn't say, you should become a hygienist, right? Um, unless they were just like so, just they don't have any direction. But if they wanted to, I would guide them. My son, interesting fact, my son and my daughter play this game called BitLife. It's such a, it's an interesting game. I'm like, this is crazy. I, I low-key, I go back and forth with if I even want them playing this game. But I think they can learn, I think they're learning stuff from it though. But what it is, is it's like this simulation creator for a life. So they put in different decisions. Yeah, like from birth, like they put in different decisions and stuff that leads their life on this path and they get to see the outcomes of it. And the other day, my son sent me a screenshot of his bit life character that he made based on me. That was a dental hygienist and a famous YouTuber <laughs> from his... <laughs> Yeah, and it had the salary and everything, and I was like, that's crazy. And then it said that I died at 93. So I'm like, shoot, I hope I live to 93. That would be kind of cool. I always say I have, like, a magic number, and I tell my kids, um, my magic number is 105. And so I tell my son that, and he goes, why? He goes, because I'm not going to be around. He goes, you want your kids to be gone before you. And I'm like, well, I was hoping you'd be around too, you know, but um, – I don't know, but he, he's always like, why do you want to live that long? That's a long time. But I picture myself at like 105. I have a twin sister who's up in Colorado, and she does ultrasound. So we're both in like medical dental professions and stuff. And um, I picture the two of us, we laugh about this because we're very close. And I say the two of us are going to be sitting there, and her husband's already decided he's not going to be around. So it's just going to be the two of us at 105 
and we're gonna be sitting in rocking chairs somewhere I don't know where dressed alike you know and looking (laughs) looking at each other and going I know you (laughs) why do you look like me that's so funny you know it's it's that's that imagery is actually kind of cute you know to think of two old ladies who are twins are sitting in rocking chairs dressed alike and they're looking at each other like i know you i recognize you i don't know who you are but you're very pretty (laughs) you're very pretty to me i don't know why i'm imagining like a british accent too I can put on a British accent, but I'm not going to embarrass myself. Maybe maybe I'll um, I'll get back with you on that one. I really want to thank you very much in this industry of, you know, female-dominated hygiene. And I think it's really important, you know, what you're, what you're doing. And I feel like, you know, being a proud male dental hygienist, I think, is really important. It shouldn't matter about gender or diversity. You know, everything should be human and what we can do to help others and I think you promote that really well with everything that you do we all have our unique stories and I feel like the profession definitely needs to evolve and we've kind of touched base on that and anything I know that both of us as leaders that we can do I feel like our listeners, both, you know, with your podcast and different adventures that you're doing as well, I feel like we both have a good say in what what happens with the industry, that if people actually listen and help and want to promote equality and make sure that, you know, hygienists get taken care of as well, I feel like it's going to be... Um, a good a good turning point and I can feel that this profession is growing and that the trust of the patients obviously is on the hygienist and that I love that you have so much passion towards it and I love your journey so I want to thank you for being on my podcast you're very welcome very welcome I would love to come back I will see you back we're gonna have a two-part series and so Everybody will be able to welcome you back. Thank you so much. Very welcome. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to Gums and Gossip and your host, Hope Lloyd. If you like what you heard, help us spread the word by leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a friend. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, we welcome your support on Patreon.